You're listening to another episode of The Zag. Eric Soap here live NLC convention in Houston. More live recording. Joined by 2017 NLC Jersey fellow Asian Norton is here. We've talked over email. We've talked a little bit in convention. Now we're talking on the podcast. For your enjoyment, let's get to it. All right, Asia, we just got out of a session on education. Tell people why you were in a session on education. I'm... I'm assuming I was uh, assuming, yeah. <laughs> um, so I am currently a school board member for the Newark Board of Education in New Jersey. I also taught in Newark for six years. I third generation Newark educator. Um, I have my master's from Columbia University Teachers College in sociology and education. Nice. And then you also mentioned that you are a mom. So having been a teacher and then being a mom, how do you balance all the things you know about being a teacher with being a mom, say in like parent conferences or when homework comes home? How do you handle that? So parent conferences, I let the teacher talk because <laughs> as a teacher, when parents just interrupt, it's like, okay. And so I just listen. Uh, they definitely, teachers benefit from parents that are teachers because we understand, we get it. Uh, I definitely always get my son teachers uh teacher appreciation gifts, and they definitely appreciate those gifts. Um, In terms of homework, it's really interesting because my son doesn't really do homework the way that I would want him to do it. We kind of have like a power struggle more so because in his head, I'm a mom, which I am, but in my head, I'm like, but I'm a teacher, and so you should just listen to me because I'm a teacher. And so actually, my son has a tutor because of, and I actually learned that a lot of parents who are teachers have um, allow their students allow their children to have tutors so and then when you taught you taught younger kids is that right mm-hmm. and so how is the experience of being a teacher of younger kids come into play actually being on a school board because i feel like a lot of school board meetings i've sat in when there's a lot of talk of high school there's a lot of, talk of graduation requirements and you don't always hear some of the things about early literacy or early math so how does that come into play in actual uh, elected official life yeah, so that actually just came up. Uh, so the city of the North Board of Education, we had to um, do uh, an evaluation system for our superintendent. Not the actual evaluation system, but establish some goals that we want ours our superintendent to reach with our district. And when we were establishing our goals uh, that was focused on student achievement, graduation rates did come up. And I had to say, cater to literacy. Um, How are we able to have a spiral up of curriculum where that the curriculum in kindergarten matches the first grade and second grade and so forth. And so currently there are only two teachers on the school board. The other one, she is um, the other board member who has, teaching background she's high school and so having that lower elementary definitely brings light in a different perspective uh for our board members yeah and then talk to me a little bit about running for office so tell me what was the most surprising part about doing it and then what's been the most surprising part after you've won and what's actually happened once you've been on the board uh so the surprising part is so much. Uh, I guess voter turnout um, and as a candidate and with your team, you do your very best within your um, limitations, of course, to get to reach as many people as possible. And in your in your mind, you are working 24-7 um, campaigning 
uh, you eat, live, breathe, like, and then when the voter and when is the day to vote, you're like, oh, only this amount of people came out to vote. (laughs) And so you're just like, I tried and I know I tried because Sundays I was in church, Saturdays I have about like five community events and being a teacher right after work, I was going to football games. I was going to like trying to meet parents, guardians, where they were and you do all of that. And then when the voter turnout, you're like, okay, so where do they go? (laughs) I just talked to all of them. So that is um, the surprising part. Um, during the election and then after the time commitment of school board. Uh, so I know when I was go to school board meetings, I would go to the regular meetings and then I will also go to the, the business meetings. So that's two meetings a month. But to be on a board, there are committee meetings that um, I'm on five committees. And so I attend five additional meetings on top of the regular meeting and business meeting. And then there's a lot of community events that you should participate in because you want to go out and support the students. So there's a football game. You want to go out and support them. If there's a debate um, tournament going on, you want to go out and support. And so in the city of Newark, it's a non-paid position. And it's just really interesting how it's so much that really goes into it that you don't really know until you're in it. When we come back, we'll talk a little bit more about life as an elected and also what it means to be progressive when it comes to education these days. I'm sure we'll solve that in a minute or two. So stick around because I'm sure you're anxious to hear what we'll figure out. You're listening to The Zag. We'll be right back. Yeah, so having been around NLCLA for a long time now, a fellow in 2010, and, and having run the chapter for a while, 90% of the topics people agree about in that room where they hang out for Saturday and Sunday for six months, the one topic they don't agree about is education. So we've had traditional uh, dem labor folks who are very strongly opinionated. We've had traditional public school teachers who feel very strongly. We've had ed reform folks, DFA folks, a really interesting mix throughout the years, and, and the conversation is... Uh, ebbed and flowed in intensity and uh, occasional heartbreak and heartache. When you think about where things are for you personally as a progressive and then as somebody so deeply in education, what what do you feel like you want people to be talking about in terms of trying to define what the progressive position is when it comes to education? So when I want, when people... What I would like for, in general, not just progressive education, but education, always making sure that students are at the center of that conversation and then doing like a ripple effect of, so students are at the center, then we have parents, then we have teachers, and we have the community, we have all these different things, but the central purpose is still students. So during my during my 2017 um, class, I come from, um, I guess you would say like a charter background having taught in charter schools for six years. And I also had a co-fellow who um, teaches in a traditional public school. And so he comes from that union labor um, perspective. And the best part was we always had rich conversations because students were always at our focus. And then it always branched out of, oh, should it be extended learning time? Oh, should it be that? But students were always at the focus. And so no matter what for progressives, always making sure that when we're talking about education, that the main entity that that is supposed to benefit from education are the students themselves. Do you feel like that's something that's able to hold true on the board with other board members? People are putting kids first for the most part, so you're nodding your head, so that's good. 
so when you think about some of the things that you want to do to put kids first in, say, the first year of your your term, what are the one or two things that you'd love to see uh, take the center stage of what you're trying to get done? So that's a loaded question. Uh, so because the city of Newark is has the the school system has returned to local control as of February 2018. I definitely want to make sure, and we are on a two year transition plan. And so for me, um, the gov the the school board is the governance of the education system. And so making sure that we are doing what we need to be doing as a school board to make sure that it is a a smooth transition because we fully don't get the uh, local control until the end of the year, the year two, at the end of the year two, and the state officially um, gives all powers. Um, and so it is our job as the governing body of the school of the schools in the city of North to make sure that transition plan is carried out. Yeah. Is this your first NLC convention? No. No. So how, well, okay. Uh, second one? Yes. You went last year? Yeah, Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh, which was nice. And the Jersey crew always rolls <laughs> rolls deep. It's getting a good laugh there. Um, why? What? I'm trying to think of what safe question to ask here because the Jersey folks have a long storied history of, of shenanigans. But yeah, what, what makes the, the Jersey chapter unique? Is it the history because it's been around a while? Is it the strength in fundraising? And you're, if somebody asked you, yeah, what makes Jersey chapter the jersey chapter how do you answer that yeah so jersey chapter i won't say is the fundraising although pretty good at it <laughs> um it because so new jersey chapter is actually new jersey chapter when you go to other states there's um so florida is not just the florida chapter there's um tampa chapter exactly but new jersey is just one single state chapter and because of that it allows for diversity and so people in north jersey is completely different from people in the south jersey and so you get to have everyone in your uh fellow your co-fellows coming from not only from di diverse from uh race and gender but also from experiences because of the areas that they reside from and so people that live closer to Myself, Newark is about 10, 15 minutes away from New York City. And so we're like city folks. I have a very urban perspective on certain things versus people from South Jersey. They have a pretty rural perspective on things. And so that makes our, our chapter very unique because since we're one single state chapter, we get perspectives from different perspectives. <laughs> I like it. Well, listen, a word of advice if you're new to convention and you have social needs Friday and Saturday. I always seek out the Jersey people. They always seem to find the best places to go in any city in America. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Zag. You can find all past ones, iTunes Store, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and stay tuned for more short episodes from convention live here in sweltering hot but beautiful Houston. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you soon.